When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm the director of the Center for Meaning and Purpose, which is a little multidisciplinary center at Colorado State University, where I'm also a professor of psychology. One of the roots of meaning is this idea of coherence, that we want to make sense of our lives and the world around us. We want to understand who we are. We want to have our existence cohere into something cognitively manageable on some level. Right? That's one of the earliest pieces of what we think of as a dimension of meaning, the other would be purpose, right? Which I define as like a, an overarching set of higher order aspirations, goals, missions that are very important to people that help them organize their time. And at least in my view, maybe critically, aren't intended to be necessarily completed within a particular time frame. So they're more like, you know, rays shooting out into the future without an endpoint. This is the thing you'll do that feels worthy of your life. To me, it feels pretty clear that people can have more than one of them. They can change over time. So having skills around purpose isn't, the, isn't just like my purpose is blank and then you're done. It's really thinking about how to implement it, how to change it, how to you know, have it be responsive to changing life circumstances. But so the purpose side, there's been work trying to help people develop a sense of purpose. And some of us have projects and workshops and things like that that can do that. But we already know that that goal attainment, we know that motivation, those are existing constructs. So what is the specialness about purpose that can't be better explained by goals and motivation, which is a hugely well-studied area. So uh, so that's why I was drawn to, to this idea of coherence, that we want to make sense of things, that in order to have a sense of meaning, we need to have some way of like weaving together all of this content about ourselves, the world, other people, how things get done uh, into some sort of coherent fabric. Essentially, if, if folks listening to this want a way to have something tangible as a starting place for meaning on this making sense side, it's very, it can be very straightforward. And it's also inspired a little, bit, a little bit by something Viktor Frankl said, which is if you really, really work hard to find purpose and you keep asking yourself, what's my purpose? I have to find my purpose. It leads nowhere. So instead, just do something that's, that's you know, either, you know, morally valued or in the surface of something bigger than yourself. Uh, and then it'll, it'll come. My take on that is you'll learn by that process. Either, either it fills you with energy and you keep doing it or you hate it and you try something else. So it's all, again, the experimentation where each individual unique fun little experiments in life. So just take a camera or your phone probably. Take some time. Limit the number of photos you're going to take. Maybe just five. Maybe seven. Like some small singular single digit number. And take a photo of things that speak to you of what makes your life meaningful. It can be a person. It can be a pet. It can be something you made. It can be a special place. 
Um, particularly during the pandemic, it might be a picture of a person or a picture of a special place, you know, or it might be a souvenir you brought back. Who knows what it is? But take take that picture. Spend a little bit of time thinking to yourself about why you why you took that photo, why it's meaningful to you, and then share it with someone. Tell that little story. So that's the that's the full process. I think just having that process of going from what does life mean to here's the thing that represents meaning to me. It's going to endow whatever that thing is that you took a picture of. That is that's a changed item now. That's that's a totem. It's not just a a tchotchke sitting around. Like you've said, you've said, you've anointed it with with your own essence of meaning, and it's always every time you bump into it or knock it off the shelf, it's it's still there. So, so it's that's a sort of interesting approach, I think. And you could do versions of that in a, a true experimental stage. The other thing you said is that you can't necessarily kind of just in the abstract decide on your purpose. And I think more famously, thinkers about happiness have observed that happiness is often a byproduct of other goals or other values. It might be true, too, that purpose and meaning are also byproducts, that you you can't sort of come at them directly or you can't always just decide upon it, that sometimes it's emergent, sometimes it's in the living, in the attending in the serving that you realize actually that is that is what I'm after. Yeah, well, I totally agree. And I just I think that's just how we are as as entities. You know, you don't you don't get an identity by making an identity, like thinking, I oh, you know who I am. <laughs> I'm blank. You don't have a relationship of a particular quality by deciding that that's the relationship you have. Once you decide to accept the possibility that there's truth in the notion that we are affected by the things that happen around us in life and that it changes the boundaries of of who we are to some degree, then suddenly life becomes a process. And it's not, uh, you know, we're not some iceberg just grinding our way towards a defenseless island. You know, we're something that freezes sometimes and something that melts sometimes and something that drifts sometimes and sometimes something that steers ourselves sometimes. So I think, you know, that meaning is going to have to be something similar where, where I would say it's not always going to be happenstance. I think happenstance is a big part of it, but it's not always going to be accidental. I think we can do a lot of things to put ourselves in positions and, and cultivate that sense of attention and awareness and focus and openness. I really try to put in place for folks the idea that this is all about process. You can have whatever meaning you want, but if it is, you know, just a motto or a slogan or a, a greeting card, it, who cares if you have it? You know, it's it's when you learn how to use it. And maybe even more so during these times, when you know how to repair it, that to me is the cool stuff about meaning, to see meaning as both a system that we use and a system that we cultivate. So I, I, I get excited about that, about that idea. And one thing I'll propose to folks sometimes if they're feeling, if they're feeling that pressure, like there's two types of pressure I think we really feel. Uh, there's more, but the, 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 the ones that I run into a lot are, A, I have to be uh, Nelson Mandela. Like I can't claim to have a purpose unless I'm at least that important. 
in the, you know, that influential. So I feel like if we're going to claim something as a purpose, either it's going to be some sort of like very shallow, like marketing-y sort of ploy, like, oh yeah, I've got, I'm driven by purpose. Trust me. You know, like there's that sort of thing where you just, you just satisfy, you say, this is probably good enough. Or you think like it has to be like so big that you justify your whole existence just in the pursuit of something powerful enough. So your best bet is to find a place to start and just and to personalize that journey and maybe take off a little bit of the pressure to have the right one and just do really good things with the one that works best for you right now. I, I love that. In fact, it's something that's been on my mind that I think because we're a Protestant society for the most part, we privilege knowing something more than doing something and beholding the concept of the of a meaning of life is totally different than trying to live in a meaningful way you know that the hard part is the living the hard part is is the attending to relationships and to crafts and traditions and you know all the things that often do constitute meaning in life. Um, and so, yeah, the, the problem is not discovering the secret. The, the challenge is to live the, the obvious. <laughs> From where I sit it is the process of asking questions and being open to those questions and then working with the questions so that you're asking ones that lead you to creating a life that's nourishing satisfying and fulfilling for yourself and for the rest of life around you like that's the that's the thing that i'm most drawn to and if we take a look at um other approaches in the world that aren't quite so analytical where there's yes and there's no there's right and there's wrong like maybe more holistic or dialectical approaches this idea that we can know and not know all at the same time is i, I think that just feels more apt for our time right now, like our time in the world. Maybe not forever. I'm not saying it's a better way. I'm not saying our, we're culturally deficient. I just think that with this question, with this set of, you know, the erosion of so many things that in generations past, we could just point to and say, well, I know my life's meaningful because, you know, I'm a farmer. Or I know my life's meaningful because I'm a third generation tailor. Or I know my life's meaningful because I'm Catholic or I'm Mormon. Like, I just know these things. So it's all taken care of for me. I'm just, you know, I just dip my bucket in the huge lake of crystal clear meaning and I take it home with me whenever I need it. Right. So I don't think that's where we're at. I think we're in like, you know, it's like a sewer of meaning right now. Like, who knows what's going on? It's chaotic. It's dark. It smells weird. And we just sometimes need like, we just need a, a boat to sit in. Like to me now, meaning is like this boat that we sit in. And we we just ride out. It keeps us near, but not in the, the sewer soup. And we can kind of steer it, but you know, mainly what we're trying to do is explore and try to find the way out. So I think that this notion that we can be looking and be having at the same time is 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 good. That we can be cultivating and investing in and growing and exploring and maybe even putting pressure on our, our meaning system and also deploying it and using it to, to, to govern our, our behavior and to evaluate whether we're living up to our standards and to steer us towards being helpful versus unhelpful. I think we can do both. We can learn and do. We can ask and 
you know, feel confident that that's all part of the same thing. So to me, that feels like, you know, it is personally a little bit more satisfying than an answer. So I, I'll, I'll admit there's a personal side to it. But when we do do research cross-culture, we see that that search for meaning looks way different in more dialectical cultures than it does in the West, which is pretty either or. Meaning at its heart is about saying no to what the bags of skin and fluid that we live in want right now. And instead, turning our eyes to what really could be, what could be the greatest thing that can come out of this. And that means that we're going to turn our heads away from, I want meaning for myself, and really try to understand ways where my life of meaning is also giving a life of meaning beyond myself, maybe even beyond, probably especially now beyond humans to more than that. Making Meaning is a limited series from Ministry of Ideas. It is produced by me, Zachary Davis, and Jack Pombriand. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by sharing the show with your friends, subscribing, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. For more information, visit our website at ministryofideas.org. You can connect with us on Twitter, where we're at Ministry of Ideas. You can also email us at Zachary at ministryofideas.org. We would love to hear from you. Ministry of Ideas is a proud member of Hub & Spoke, a Boston-centric collective of smart, idea-driven podcasts. You can check out all of our shows at hubspokeaudio.org.